Welcome back to the Montgomery Companies Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery, and today we have an energetic, life-giving, abundant, and awesome guest in Heather Monahan. Uh, many of you know Heather. She's a woman who know, needs no introduction, but I'm gonna give her an introduction anyway. And you should know this about Heather if you don't know this about her already. Heather is a best-selling author. She's a keynote speaker, an entrepreneur, and she is the founder of Boss in Heels. Having successfully climbed the corporate ladder for nearly 20 years, Heather broke the glass ceiling as a chief revenue officer in media. Heather is a glass ceiling award winner, named one of the most influential women in radio in 2017, and Thrive Global named her a limit-breaking female founder in 2018. Heather's book, Confidence Creator, shot to number one in Amazon's business biographies and business motivation lists in the first week that it debuted on Amazon. You should also know this, Heather is a confidence expert. She's currently working with Fortune 500 companies and professional sports teams to develop confidence in the workplace and on the court. Heather's got a new book coming out that I'm super excited about that we're going to buy a bunch of copies of to give to all of you. It is called Overcome Your Villains, Mastering Your Beliefs, Actions, and Knowledge to Conquer Any Adversity. It is with a ton of joy and great anticipation that I welcome our guest, my new friend, Heather Monahan. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us. Jordan, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that we're connected. Well, shout out to our good friend, David Nurse. Uh, We share many mutual friends in common, uh, John Gordon, David Nurse. You're doing work on a really large scale. I think I shared this with you offline before we talked we threw out something on social media to our audience. We said, hey, at our next pop-up event, if we were going to fly in a speaker to speak to our community, who should it be? And we had three people respond within an hour, and they all said Heather Monahan. So none of them were connected. They're all just fans of yours, people that have been impacted by your message. And again, I just want to say with our audience live that um, you've done a tremendous work in helping people grow in their confidence and you've been known as a confidence expert. We're going to talk about the topic of confidence today. But before we go there, I want to talk about your journey. And I want people to hear this. So check this out. Here's Heather. Age 43, fired from a CRO role. Age 44, self-publishes best-selling book, Confidence Creator. Age 45, delivers first TEDx talk. Age 45, yet again. Becomes top business podcast host, age 46. Named a top 40 female speaker in 2020, age 46. Launches an executive coaching program. And then again, later that year, lands a book deal. Check this out with Harper Collins Leadership. That happened in three years, crazy journey. Tell us all about it. Can you take us back to age 43? Wait, I'm exhausted right now listening to it. People have, it's funny, on, and you know this, we were talking about this earlier, people don't realize how hard it is. People don't realize how much work and sacrifice goes in and lack of success and failure and really hard struggle. The struggle is real. I tell people all the time, but people will see my social media and they'll see me at the TEDx talk and they'll see me signing the HarperCollins deal. And they'll see, you know, they see these moments which are little tiny moments and I'm super proud of them, right? But they don't realize, and I always want to leave people this message that, gosh, you have to be patient and I'm not patient and you have to put the grind and the work and keep showing up even on the days that suck and the days that are so hard. And believe me, there's a lot of those days, but you know, you just, everyone just heard the highlight reel. So I just had to share that that's not really the whole reel. That's the highlight moments. But it's funny that you included that. I put right at the end of my book, my new book, 
um, exactly that uh, timeline chronological. Because when I show that at 43 fired, you know, after 14 years of continuous advancement, after 14 years of dominating in an industry in decline, after just being named one of the most influential women in radio, I'm blindsided as a single mom with huge bills, right? And responsibility for a child. I'm blindsided when the CEO I worked for became ill and he replaced himself with his daughter and she fired me immediately. And when I tell you that was so devastating and so incredibly scary. And it was just, it was hard. I don't have any other words to, to really describe it. I mean, anxiety off the charts, crying off the charts, desperate, feeling like the worst thing. What if I can't get another job? What if I can't make money? You know, I just went to this really dark place when it first happened. And, and I want people to know that, you know, if you're struggling, if you're in a low moment right now, or you know someone that is, it is flipping temporary and you can change it. And, and I know that I wouldn't have believed someone telling me that in the moment, but, you know, through a series of events that I could have never forecasted, you have to have faith that things will get better. And in time they did for me and, and they will for everyone else too. Well, you and I also share that story, you know, of penthouse to the outhouse overnight True brokenness, right? And it and it hurt both of us maybe worse than it should have because I think for you, I don't want to speak for you, Heather, but for me, for sure, my identity was in my work and it was in my bank account and my status and what I had accomplished professionally. And I know that you had to really unwind a lot of that in, in your journey. And I want to talk about that today as well. Um, but I do believe legends are born in the valley of struggle. Brokenness is a powerful position. And clearly your brokenness led to something really, really special. You've got a new book coming out called Overcome Your Villains. I want to start there. We'll go to the confidence creator in just a second. Tell us about the new book that's coming out and why did you write this book? What's it all about? So this is sort of funny. A couple of years ago, you know, one of the things that I do a lot of, and I know you do too, is I look for people who are ahead of me just so I can, you know, I'm new as an entrepreneur, right? I'm only a couple of years into this. You know, I was an expert in corporate America. I had two decades. Here, I'm a rookie, so I don't know what I'm doing. And I always know there's got to be a better way. There's a smarter way, a more efficient way, and I want to figure it out. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But one of the ways I do is tapping people ahead of me. So I met a gentleman who is much older than I was, had a lot of experience as a professional speaker and an entrepreneur, got him on the phone. And I just said, listen, what am I missing? Like, what dots am I not connecting? He said, the most glaring thing when I look at you and I look at everything you're doing he said, what you haven't distilled into a very simplistic way, and it's important, to, it's simplistic. He said, you've never looked at your success as a person and said, what is the repeatable, simple process that you have that you can give other people so they can go run and put it into their life? And I had to think hard about that. I thought, well, there isn't one. You know, at first I was like, well, there isn't one. I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, yes, Heather, everyone has a process in their life that's repeatable that they use. Some of them are good. Some of them are broken and need to be fixed. He said, but you've had success at multiple times in your life. You've had plenty of failures too. What were, what was that recipe? What was that strategy? And so I whiteboarded and you know I started writing down just everything I could think of and then started crossing some things off. And then I took some time away from it and you know forgot about it for a little while. You know, this is a couple of years ago. And then it just started coming to me. I realized the thing that I do, and I didn't know I was doing it. Now I'm conscious that I'm doing it. And I, you know, I really try to remind myself all the time to do it. 
it's all around beliefs, action, and knowledge. And the three-step process goes like this. It starts with when I hit a struggle or a low moment or an unknown, right? The first thing I do is I dismantle the belief. Oftentimes we're telling ourselves a story, right? Where I, the, like, let's look at when I got fired. The first thing I did was say, I'm, I'm not going to get another job. I'm not going to be able to get employed. Hang on a second. Let's dismantle the belief and take it down to fact. Is that a fact? Well, no, we don't know. It's unknown at this point, right? So we can't use that as the belief. We have to only look at fact. Well, if we look at fact, I've been employed my entire life successfully. That's probably proof that I'll be employed again, whether it be by myself or someone else. So I had to stop saying that to myself. What if I don't get another job? What if I don't make money again? That's not a fact. That was just a belief that wasn't true. Once I moved on from that, the next key step a lot of people don't do, which I repeatedly do, is take action. So the next thing that I did was after I dismantled that belief, I knew it was time to take action. And I put up a post that said, hey, I've just been fired. And if I've ever helped you, I need to hear from you today. And that one action step set dominoes in motion that eventually led to Froggy from the Elvis Duran show tweeting at me, how can I help you? I'm here for you. And I said, get me on the show. Didn't know what I was going to talk about, but I knew I need to start taking action, do things differently, go places new, meet new people if I want to get out of the circle that I'm in. So he got me on the show. Halfway through that interview, Elvis Duran looked at me with 10 million people listening and he said, well, obviously you're writing a book, Heather. And I said, well, obviously, but I wasn't. And in that moment, this man who I saw so successful so far ahead of me transferred his belief and confidence in me to me. And I grabbed that confidence and I ran with it. And, and I jumped on a plane and I Googled, how do you write a book? And I started surrounding myself, third step, with curated knowledge. I started saying, when I talk to my family, they tell me not to write the book. Those aren't the people I need to surround myself with right now. I need to surround myself with people like Elvis Duran that are encouraging me to go in this direction, that see bigger for me that I haven't seen yet. And so I was really intentional about the people that I would let in at this point in my journey. And it's important for all of us when we're going through these hard times, dismantle the belief, take action, and really get intentional and curate the knowledge you're surrounding yourself with. And that will get you out of those low moments. Dismantle the belief, take action, get serious about the knowledge, get around the right people. I love what you just unpacked. And here, I want to underscore this as well, because you said everyone has a repeatable process. Whether you know it or not, you have it. And it's your obligation and responsibility to distill that down to give it to other people so that you can really be of value and help them. Is that what I heard you say? I believe so. For, I mean, if you want to do good in the universe, which I mean, who doesn't, yes. right? Yes. But I think pausing to say, what is my process? Because I've been challenged in that same way, Heather, where somebody's like, you know, hey, you've got a repeatable. And I'm like, do I really? But we all do, right? There's something that you do. You might not know that you do it, but you do it. And there's somebody listening that needs to hear that. It's like, hey, distill your process, slow down. What do you do? How do you do it? Package that in a way that other people can receive it and then use it. So I love yes. what you just shared. All right. Everybody, when they talk about Heather Monahan, your name has become synonymous with confidence. You know, I, the, think, it, I think it's been uh, synonymous with fired, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, there's probably multiple things. And, and here, well, I would also say this vulnerability is a word that I think about. Um, and vulnerability is tied to confidence, right? Like the reason that you can talk about confidence so confidently is because you know the other side of confidence, right? You know, brokenness. And I think it's what makes your message powerful. 
So I want to commend you and just encourage you to continue to put your vulnerability on display as you talk about confidence. Because people at the end of the day, I think somebody's sitting there going, um, I want to learn from the person that's been there, that's been broken, that, um, that knows hurt. And you know those things and you talk about those things. But that's we're going to talk about so, so many, So many people don't do that. And I love that you just articulated that. I remember when someone said to me, why did you write this book? There's scientists that have written books about confidence. And I said, because if I'm in a ditch, I don't want to talk to a scientist about getting out of a ditch. I want to talk to someone who's been in a ditch and climbed a way out and found a smarter, faster, better way to do it. I don't want to talk to someone who observes other people doing it. I want to talk to someone who's lived it. And so I completely agree with you there. All right. So that's the, that's the clip for social media. We just hit it. There it was. We always chop up one or two minutes of every episode and throw it out as a clip. That was just Awesome. I needed to hear that. I want to talk to somebody who's been in the ditch. Help me get out of the ditch. I don't want to talk to a scientist. All right, let's talk about confidence. Um, you've been known uh, to be this sort of confidence expert. Here's my first question. What does confidence mean to you? Oh my gosh, it can mean so many different things. You know, it's really the ability to feel good and show up as who you really are, regardless of your bank account, regardless of your kids' grades, regardless of how you look that day or how your clothes are fitting or you know what's going on outside of you, but of how proud you are of who you really are. I love that. And if you were going to give our audience practical tips, and I know your tips, I know some of your tools because I've listened to you and studied you. And um, and I want everybody to hear this too. Like you are someone who gives a lot of practical advice. Like I think there's people that talk about confidence in a way that sort of motivates and inspires, and you do that too. But then you've got a lot of practical tools that help people in growing in their confidence. One of the things I'd love for you to talk about is um, the confidence song and how you prepare for uh, a keynote speech. Like I, I, want, I want you to take us there, but could you just give us some practical tips for growing in, in our confidence? Oh my gosh, yeah. So uh, you just shared the playlist, right? So everyone has to have a playlist. This actually is scientific, it's Pavlov's law. There's a lot of science behind it. There's been a lot of studies behind it. You prime your brain. So when you do things repeatedly, like I have a playlist that anytime I'm going to get on a big stage, when I get into the car to go on my way over, the world shuts down around me. The phone goes off. The music goes on. The earbuds go in. I get in like a zone, right? I'm in the zone. And what it's telling my brain, because I've done it hundreds of times, and if you haven't done this before, guys, a big meeting, it does anything that's important. Start priming your brain for it. I'm telling my brain I'm about to go kill it. I'm about to succeed. I'm about to own something. I'm about to claim it. So I'm pre-gaming myself before I get there. I have lavender with me, which always centers me. I'm a person that scent is like a big thing for me. If it's not for you, that's okay. But these are just some different things that work, you know, for different people. I start visualizing. I see everyone smiling at me. I see people standing up cheering. I see my, you know, arm up in the air. I start seeing things happening. They haven't happened yet, right? But I'm priming my mind for what I forecast is going to come. The more ritual I get about this, the better it works. And it's so funny. Uh, I gave a TEDx talk in, at the end of 2019, and it was so different than any talk I'd ever given. It's very like controlled and you have to sit in this little circle and don't leave. And it's on for the world to see forever. So if you blow it, there's no do over or hey, faux pas, right? It, it's, it's yours to own. And I was getting so nervous going in and I was doing my routine and I was, right, I was like doing all the right things. And that alone typically is enough for me. But that day, the pressure was so high. I did all the right things. I primed myself. I 
of course I practice, right? Competence is an element of confidence. I practice a ton. I put the work in. That's a key element as well. The colors that I wear show up and make me feel more powerful. Red and blue are my power go-tos if I'm doing like, so these are all strategic things that I do. I write on the bottom of my shoes. I can and I will for the moments that I start doubting myself and I look down and remember, oh no, heck yeah, you can. Yes, you will. And I start saying those things or I'm giving myself affirmation. And I remember I was about to walk out. I did everything right. And I still felt like, I don't think I can go out there. And I said to myself, if you don't walk out there right now, you're never going to forgive yourself. If you go out there and blow it, I'm going to be so proud of you. And I closed my eyes, Jordan. I don't remember the next minute. And you can see when you watch the TEDx talk, I'm out there, I'm going, I'm giving my speech. And there's a moment I look, I go like this. I, I tap my head because I came to, I worked so hard and for so long at priming my mind, at practicing for that talk, at, you know, putting the work in something outside of me or subconsciously inside of me got me to walk out there and start a talk I didn't even know I was giving. And you can see me come to a minute into the talk and all of a sudden I come alive because in that moment I was actually present. Everything else that you saw was me working and priming my mind and something else taking over. And anyone can set themselves up for success like that too. All right, I wanna go back to this idea of priming because what you just shared, everybody needs to hear again. And you talk about this study, right? There was a study actually done with a, like a dog and a bell. A dog. A, yeah. Okay, so, so- It's called Pavlo back. Pavlov's Law. And I was a psych major uh, in school and I learned about this in college randomly, right? But I've now leveraged the knowledge for my life. Imagine that, something you learned in college that you actually get to use in real life. That's amazing. Um, so basically here's a study scientists were studying dogs and what they would do is they would ring a bell cue cue the prime right for me the, the prime is the music for the dog the bell is the prime something's about to happen i hear the bell and they would feed the dog immediately after the bell stopped ringing so they did it routine 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 every day every day with frequency finally they rang the bell they were not going to give food this time okay so they're tricking the dog guess what the dog started doing Salivating. salivating for the food because the dog had become so trained. His brain was so primed that the ring of a bell means food meets the belly. He, he couldn't control his, his body. His body took over and started feeling like he's eating, right? He's ready mm. to eat. So I took that as the bell is my playlist. And the more I would listen to the playlist and see myself killing it. And the more I would start doing it and had repeatable process, right? Kept doing it over and over again. And the more success I had, it's like the dog all of a sudden, I could feel success and it hadn't happened yet, but I knew it was real, even though there was nothing around me to tell me that it actually was. Well, I love everything that you just said about preparation tied to confidence. You know, Vince Lombardi, the, the famous old ball coach, he said that the will to prepare has to be stronger than the will to win. And you're prepared. Like I, I watch you operate and I've watched the TEDx talk. Um, I've watched you give several talks. I've listened to you on podcasts and you're somebody who's just very with it together Robin Sharma said, everything happens twice, first in your mind, then in reality. And so I, I want you to take us through, like, what's your mindset when you approach your work, Heather, because um, you show up as this very dynamic and confident person. And I know that's not always the case for you, but, but what else can we be thinking about as we approach our work in terms of our mindset and our, our daily tasks, anything that you give to our listeners around just priming, prepping related to confidence and mindset? 
You know, one of the things that I learned this year from a doctor I had on my podcast that I didn't know, but I, I didn't know this consciously previously, but it was something I did for myself and it works. He, he has a study, the episode in my creating confidence podcast is with Dr. Cross. If you're interested in what I'm about to tell you, check it out. The guy's brilliant. He has a whole book on it. And basically he did a study, I believe it was at Michigan, you know, University of Michigan, where he was basically monitoring students and how they would prepare for tests and different things they do. And he created these different groups. And one group, he had them like do exercise and then go do a test. And another group, he had them sit in silence and go do a test. And then in the last group, he would have them coach themselves. So this is what I have been doing my entire life that I didn't know was a thing. I didn't know if it worked, but I just, I don't know. I just do this to myself. Anytime things get tough or challenging or scary, I stop and I say, Heather, and this sounds crazy, but I do this all the time. Heather, enough, knock it off. All right, you got this. And I talk to myself as if I was talking to someone I would be coaching or, or working with or advising, right? Or mentoring. All right, listen, you have succeeded before. I, let's think about all the success. Let's think about, let's think about the first book. Let's think about the TEDx. Let's think about you bouncing back from this. You can do this, Heather. I believe in, you got this. Like I give myself, sometimes it's tough, right? A, a tough one, like, no, no more crying. Get it together. You're better than this. Other times it's encouragement. But it's basically you're stepping out of your body and speaking to yourself as if you're another person. And this is what delivered the impact for the students in all of his studies. It didn't matter the meditating, the exercise of whatever. He, he used a bunch of different uh, tactics. The one thing that was the differentiator was when people would step out of themselves and coach themselves and then go attempt a task. Every time they, they would perform so much better. Yes. So, you know, I, I want to underscore this. You, you just really talked about the power of externalization, right? When you're willing to externalize a thought and put something out into the world, it's been said that the thought becomes 10 times more powerful. And, and I too, I'll just share this with everybody. I've shared it before. I walk around our basement. My office is in our basement here at our house. And my girls and my wife would tell you this. I just talk to myself all day long, like a crazy person. Like I'm, I just, before a speech, before a big meeting, before a big call, and I too, Heather, can relate. Like it's done something for me. It changes the way that I step into environments. And our good friend, John Gordon said, you can either listen to yourself or you can speak to yourself. And we need more people speaking to themselves, right? Going on the offensive because we get beat up by these 75,000 thoughts and, and so many of which are, are negative, right? And so I just love that you're going on the offensive, you're speaking to yourself and you're externalizing positivity, which ultimately changes the way that you act. Um, I want to talk a little bit about brand. So you built this amazing online presence. Somebody's sitting here going, okay, I don't understand how she's built what she's built in a really short period of time, but you built it and it hasn't been a super long time. Now you had a background, you know, where you were very successful prior to building this business that you have today. But when you built this business you had today, and I just want to make sure I'm accurate here, you didn't have this online presence, correct? So I launched my personal brand, which is basically right, the, the, this brand that you're talking about now, one year before I got fired. It's basically the reason why I got fired, right? And so now today, that's five years ago, just to give people context, you know, so one year before I went out on my own, thankfully, I invested in myself and I launched that brand and I started showing up every single day on social media, sharing my messages. And that is what saved me. Because remember, the action step I took was I put that post up there. If I hadn't been investing in myself, I wouldn't have community. That post wouldn't have gone viral. So here, here's a gal, just for everybody listening. 
who five years ago just launched the brand. And because you took action across all social media platforms, if my numbers are right, you've got just under 100,000 social media followers. You've got a huge follower follower uh, ship on Instagram. Uh, you've published two books. You've become an elite TEDx speaker and you just landed a book deal with Harper Collins. And if you're not familiar with the book world, that's a, that's a massive deal. Um, that happened in five years, right? So, yeah. so what, what would you tell us? I mean, somebody out there is thinking, man, I want to build that. Like, how do I get started? What do I do? Um, I know there's some things that are obvious. There's some things that are not so obvious. What did you do that maybe wasn't so obvious, Heather? What were, what were some of the things that you did that were like game changers in building your brand? Those are the things you're not going to know today. I don't want anyone, forget what he just said, everybody listening, okay? Those are the things you're not going to know. And, and that, trust me on this one. Don't fixate on that. Fixate on the next small step the next messy piece of action you can implement in your life. Because my first book has three errors in it. Done will always be better than perfect, right? Putting, put the blog post up. Don't know if anyone's going to read it. Don't care, right? I'm just going to start taking messy action. That's where my success came from, Jordan, because I didn't know that Froggy was going to tweet at me when I put the post up, but I put the crappy post up anyways, right? You don't know what's going to happen. You can always connect the dots looking back. You can't connect them looking ahead. Gosh, life would be a lot easier if you could. I wish I had that superpower, but I don't. So instead, what I do is I show up and take messy action all day long. And that is the freaking key. People want to sit around and pontificate about this big strategy and where's the next big moment going to be. Well, while they're doing that, I've taken 25 action steps that weren't perfect and guess what? One of them set, up, set off a domino chain that led me to some huge opportunity while these other people are still sitting at home trying to come up with the perfect plan. Take messy action. Done is better than perfect. You can connect the knots looking back. You can't always connect the dots looking forward. That was awesome. You're a gem. Uh, you are a rock star. And I appreciate who you are and what you're putting out into the world. Uh, what's next for Heather? When you think about the future I know that's a big, bold question. You just got done saying, hey, just worry about the next thing, the next small step. What's the next small step for you? You know, I will share this, that COVID totally changed the way I think about what's next. I used to be the person that like would forecast, you know, when I was younger, I'm going to be on the cover of Fortune magazine. I'm going to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company by the time I'm 40. I had all of these targets, right? And again, I'm not knocking people for it, but COVID knocked me. So when that happened, I realized my speaking business disappeared overnight. It felt like everything disappeared. However, because I kept taking messy action, I landed a gig at Harvard teaching professional selling and sales leadership. I didn't know that was going to happen, right? Because the world went on virtual, I shifted my speaking business to a virtual speaking business. Because I gave my TEDx talk, I just landed the biggest speaking opportunity in my life in Denmark in November for the World President Summit, and they named me the world's number one confidence-creating expert. And I'm headlining with Ryan Holiday and Jim Quick and the CEO of Bain Capital. It's the most insane opportunity in the world. So I can't sit here. I didn't know that was coming, right? That came because someone saw my TEDx talk and said, we, she needs to be on the stage. So it's like you go do the work, you put yourself out there, and then we can't control what's going to happen around us. Yeah, I wanted my first book to become a movie. I wanted a Netflix special. I want my own talk show. Are those things going to happen? I don't know. Are we going to be on a virtual world for another five years? I don't know. 
But what I do know is I'm going to keep showing up every day. I'm going to keep going bigger. I'm going to keep bringing my message to market. And I'm going to stay very open to opportunities and partnerships. And when good things start happening with good people, I'm going to gravitate towards it and stick with that. And, and the more you know, you put yourself out there, the more you take the action, the more you're going to start finding your people and stick with the good people and fire the villains. Well, I know that uh, the best is yet to come for you as accomplished as you are. You speak with such great clarity and such great energy. One of your gifts is your energy and your enthusiasm. And I've already decided we're going to run it back if you're willing. I want to have you on our leadership series and do a live webinar with you. And let's get your book out into the hands of uh, so many people who need your message because you're just awesome. And I'm so grateful that we were able to spend time together today. Where do people find you, Heather? People want to follow up. They want to connect with you. Where, where do they find you? You're like my mini me though. You're, you're a lot younger than me, but you have the same story. You totally have the same energy. Like you have the commitment to do good, but you're still a boss. Like I'm, I feel like you're my little bro. <laughs> well, Hey, I'll be your little bro. I just want to run with you. I just want to hang with you. I told you my family's coming to Miami. We're going to hang in Miami. Um, but wait. seriously, I'm, I'm just so a huge excited. fan of yours. I, I, I love what you're doing. And I know that other people love what you're doing. And so if, if they want to connect and hang with you, how, how do they hang with you? How do they connect with you? Oh gosh, right now they can join my VIP book launch team. Go to overcomeyourvillains.com. And when you sign up for it every other week, I do a live Zoom meeting with all of my team members helping me to promote the book. You can join me, check out my podcast, Creating Confidence with Heather Monaghan. I drop two episodes every week. You can follow me on any social media, DM me. I'm at Heather Monahan everywhere. I love it. Well, I'm going to connect with you. I want to be a part of the team. We're going to talk about that later. Can't wait to do a webinar with you. I am one of your new biggest fans and I've been following your work for a while, but it's such a pleasure to get to have this conversation with you, Heather. And I want to say again, from our producers, from me to you, from our audience to you, thank you for investing in our community. It's been awesome. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been another episode of the Montgomery Companies Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery. And we want to give a big shout out and say thanks again to our guest today, Heather Monahan. Heather, you are such a gift to this world. You are a ball of energy. Can't wait to see what your future holds. Thanks for all that you're putting out into the world. You are awesome in every way. I want to say thanks also to John Choate and to James Roth at Storyline Multimedia for all of the work that they put into making these shows happen. Uh, they are the team that produces uh, all of these great conversations. So thank you, James. Thank you, John. Also, if you've been following our podcast, we'd love it if you would like, share, or subscribe to this show in an effort that we might move our mission of impact forward. Again, until next time, be well, be great. Keep being you. Have an awesome day.